Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to But Am I Wrong? You know who's not wrong today? You. Me. You know who's not wrong today? You. It's really less convincing because I'm I'm a little all over the place. It's okay. At least you're dressed. Why would you expose me like this when you exposed yourself? Actually, fair. I was nude on um we obviously like we uh block record 
block shoot. Mm-hmm. These episodes, so you might have heard if you listened to our bonus episode on um, Tuesday. Tuesday, our See You Next Tuesday episode. I was dealing with a hot flash. So on this episode, no, on this podcast, we, we, I mean, we felt like the world needed this podcast because as two people who are never wrong, what is the next logical step? To put a microphone in front of our faces yes. and tell the world. Because if men are going to do it, so can we. <laughs> this episode is broken up in two different segments. We will get into each of them before we obviously hop into them. But just know that like the overall theme of the show and if you were the right audience, you you would know that because you love gossip, but not mean gossip. Like you, you love cunty things, but you want to make sure you're ethical about these things that you're consuming. You want to trash talk people, but like the people who deserve it. And you want to complain and bitch about things that are completely inconsequential, but there's a le- like a, a levity and a humor there. Mm-hmm. That's who this podcast is for. And I have to say that like what I just described is my perfect kind of friend. If you don't fit into that and you're like, no, 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 kumbaya, positivity, like... This isn't for you. No. We are not hand-holding, skipping through a field... We're doing that. If we're doing it, like, it's because, like, there's a great song in the background. Like, I'm having a main character moment. But we're just not those people. No. I don't know if anyone's described me ever as earnest. Like, if someone was like, which queer eye guy are you? No one has said I'm Karamo. And that's why Karamo has two reality shows where he helps people's life. And we've got podcasts. We've got four. So many. So, so many. All right. Should we get into our first segment? Yes. But should we tell them... The most exciting part about this podcast. I mean, I guess. Well, with that attitude, I think you need to puck. You need to puck up, buck, <laughs> buck up, bucko. <laughs> Share with the class. Let them know. I hear puck up. I think like my butthole puckering. I think of puck from Midsummer Night's Dream. You fucking freak. She's nasty. She is. Because <laughs> she recently just took a shift. I did. An afternoon, like. Honestly, afternoon, afternoon delight. delight. So happy for you. <laughs> could not be me. I wish I could. Ugh, I'm so usually a, a morning. Without, you know, some people like can poop before they go. Like when people are like, oh, I need to go out. Like we're going out to like party, out to a club. Like, let me take a shit. <gasps> if I could, I'd be unstoppable. That's amazing. An evening poop? Never. And if it is, it's not a pleasant one. And it was not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the to Megan, the best part of the show is uh, that you get to vote. And so we post on our Instagram on Fridays-ish. You've been doing very well Thank recently. You. Thank you. So on Fridays, post a poll with each thing that is presented on this episode. And then y'all get to vote. And then on Fridays, we read those results on a show that we call... String Friday! And then... We share things. Yep, 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 yep. It's a great time. All right, let's get into our first segment. Woo! And it is called, But Am I Wrong? And that's when we, Melissa and Megan, pick things from our own lives that we may be wrong about. It could be a hot take. It could be something that happened to us. Or it could just be a rant. So we're recording this on February 4th, but you were hearing this if you listen on the day that it comes out and you're not in New Zealand, um, you're hearing this on February 16th, which is my birthday. I just need you, like everyone to know that like I have friends that like their parents like all fucked within the same time period and then had their babies all within like a three day range. That's wild. Yeah. 
I'm excited to hear what you have to say about okay. your hot takes. Birthday hot takes? It's a hot take pertaining okay. to my birthday. Okay. And it's that I should be able to celebrate my birthday however the fuck I want to. Well, she is because you're making us have a fucking PE class for her goddamn fucking birthday. So the last time I properly celebrated my birthday was February 16th, 2020. And then darkness covered the earth. (laughs) Masks covered our faces. Yes. As soon. I mean, when I was when my friend Sarah, shout out to Sarah, doubt she's listening. When she was driving me to the airport. In Portland, it was like we were listening to the radio and they were talking about it. And Sarah's a doctor and she was like, I don't know. I mean, it could be something. I don't know. And I was like, I don't know either. But then I got home and researched and I was like, I do know now. (laughs) And she's like, Megan, stop talking to you. I'm just like, like, oh, I guess it is real. I mean, last year I was going to celebrate, but then I got a lot of work. Yeah. That was your birthday bonus. Yeah. And so I got a podcast that lasted like two, I mean, not a podcast, an audio book that lasted two weeks with fat check. And so then we didn't do anything. And so this year I'm like, it's time to celebrate. She's fucking back. I'm back. 2021, I spent my birthday in isolation. Yep. 2022, I spent it grinding, getting a bag. Now I'm done grinding. Like for real, like with life. No, this I'm is done. This, you're in your soft Not life era. Not even just like this month. No, I just mean as a whole. You you grinded. I, I you grinded. Ground. I ground. I mean, like I feel good about where I am in life. I'm taking a whole bunch of trips this year. She's shaking her ass on a fucking yacht. Yes, like I am living it up. And I told everyone at the beginning of the year, like this is me getting back into my childishness. Uh huh. I'm going to start as soon as I get my inhaler <laughs> when I get diagnosed. <laughs> when she finally gets diagnosed asthma. with asthma, which she without a doubt fucking yes. has. I'm getting back into gymnastics. Like when I was a kid, I am going to start playing tennis. Gonna, I guess I could play golf now. I don't really need an inhaler for that. <laughs> but Mott's like, it's a very rigorous exercise. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing that. I'm taking swim classes. I am just being carefree mm-hmm. and loving life. And so for my birthday, as I said last week, I'm going, I'm having a field day, definitely playing dodgeball. And then some other things are mm-hmm. in the works. And a couple, two or three people said to me, yeah, you're doing that. But like, what else are you doing? Like, you got to dress up and go do something like that's just that's like you can't do that for your birthday. Why the fuck not? What are yes, you supposed to do? I am a bougie bitch. Like, yes, I do like to dress up sometimes, but I also like to be a fucking child. I'm retweet. <laughs> Go off. <laughs> I'm multifaceted. Yes. You know, I'm a chameleon. I'm a shape Hot sister. People are interesting too. I love doing a variety of things. And just because I am doing something that's bringing me a lot of joy physicalities probably a lot of pain too and pro- and a lot of humor yes because i mean there's like a few people like still in their 20s mm-hmm. like you maybe two or three but everybody else is 30 plus uh-huh. so there's a few people that are 40 plus and it's gonna be pain and i'm I, i'm gonna have the time of my fucking life yeah and i can do my bougie shit 
some other time and Seven I am going to be doing my bougie shit other times, but it's my birthday and I get to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And anybody that has a problem with that, don't come. Or and you can don't be talk to me. the uh, target in dodgeball. Yeah. Just because you're hot doesn't mean you can't also participate in right. PE class. Right. Like, you can be both. Hot people are interesting, too. Yeah, it was uh, me arguing with people. Like, I can't I, one person. Where do I want you to go? To go to fucking Delilah? They're like, like, dress up and go to dinner or something. Go. Uh, I can dress up and go to dinner any fucking time. No. The whole dressing up. Like, if I'm going to dress up and look hot. Like, I love dressing up and looking hot on I my do. birthday. But, like, unless it's, like, Vegas, the experience I'm going to have is relatively the same any day of the week. Yeah. And we can do that anytime. Uh-huh. Like, I don't, I don't need Birthday to. Birthday is a mindset. Right. I don't need to do that. And I also just, it's just too much. And it makes me overwhelmed when everybody has to break up tickets and stuff. And then also, I know a lot of people. And I don't want everybody, I don't want to spend a meal with everyone, and a meal with everybody. But also... When you have like a big group, you can't even you only talk yep. to the three people that are around you. You can't even talk to everybody. No, I'm a big believer and it's like 10 or less. That's mm-hmm. the only number of people who can go yeah. to dinner. 10 or less. And 10 is still a fucking lot. Yeah. So fuck you, the three people that told me. And you can kiss my black ass. And I'm going to be shaking my ass on a dodgeball court. And later I'll be shaking my ass in Vegas. I'm going to be shaking my ass in Chicago. I'm going to be shaking my ass in the Dominican Republic. I'll be shaking my ass in New York. Like, I'm going places this year. And I can shake my ass. This is worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) And if you would like to shake your ass along with me, cool. But that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for my own self-enjoyment. And you can shake your ass on a dodgeball court. Mm -hmm. Like Like I said. That's what I'm saying. mm -hmm. Like, don't discriminate in the the locations and the locales of where you shake your ass. Like, yeah, what do you have against shaking your ass on a dodgeball? Like, yeah. What did dodgeball ever do to you? Exactly. I mean, personally, dodgeball has done a lot to me, but I'm I'm fucking excited. And I think this is a great, like a great idea for, I mean, like Mots thinks it's like the most genius idea he's ever heard. Great. So I'm looking forward to it. And everybody, because it is Melissa's official birthday, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, go wish her happy birthday and follow her on all of her social media. Mm-hmm. You can't follow me on TikTok though. That's shut down. Are you going to bring it back yet? After the Grammys? <laughs> After the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it might the Academy be thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fucking funny um so my well you're not wrong but Thanks. my rant <laughs> is kind of somewhat tied to that not based on your birthday but childlike things again and this might not have been pertaining or relating to anybody else's childhood but my rant here is we need to bring back treasure hunting oh I'm like, why the fuck did we stop? Like, treasure, there's fucking treasure out there. Like, what the fuck did we, st- why did we stop looking you for it? You know why we stopped? I don't want to get into like fucking history and shit. Mm-mm. I want to talk about no, no, fool's no. gold. No, quicksand. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, big quicksand. They wanted to stop us from finding uh-huh. the fucking treasure. So they were like, be careful. That, there's that these little it. fucking pockets that are sucking you up. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we got to figure out how big milk and big printer involved. Mm-hmm. Like, because Brink Printer doesn't want you to print those treasure maps. Right, right. No, like, here's the thing. So I grew up in California, NorCal, and the uh, gold rush, that was like a big 
big thing of like our elementary school curriculum to the point where we went to like Gold Rush County and we stayed overnight there. Everyone's like parents are doing role play of like, it's like a fucking Renaissance fair, but like Mm -hmm. for that time period. And we got in the river and I'm there with my little like little sand in little thingy and I'm scooping shit up and I'm looking. I am searching for this gold. I'm not finding it, but I'm like, this has to be a fluke. I'm like, I got to fucking find it. I'm in my backyard as a kid. I'm digging. I'm at the beach. I'm seeing these like people who've got those little metal detectors and they're going to find gems. They're going to find jewels. I'm watching the most underrated rom-com of the 2000s, Fool's Gold. I think the reason why that movie didn't blow up is because they want to stop us from experiencing the magic of treasure hunting because they don't want us to hunt for treasure. We need to start finding treasure. Like there's treasure out there. And like, we're just like sitting here living our day-to-day lives, our nine to fives, corporate jobs. And there's just treasure on that's a fucking buried, just screaming for us to come find it. Like, why don't we do that shit anymore? Sounds like this. You've got your birthday plans this year. When I tell you that, like I, this has also like seeped into every fucking facet of my life. I'm like, I need to get a fucking metal detector and just like walk around and find shit. Mm -hmm. Like that's so fucking fun. Do you follow that guy on TikTok that does it? No, he's found some good shit. See, I love that. I love finding things. I love discovery. He also found. No, he found. No, he's found a few weapons that have been like wrapped in tape and stuff. You're like, so, I'm not getting my fingerprints on that shit. Yeah, so he Hands immediately off. calls the cops yeah. when that happens. So like, I just think that like, even like I've looked up things of um people who go in like Oregon and certain places where they can like see by the rocks and they can mm-hmm. find like the geodes and all of that shit. Like, or even people who are going foraging and they're finding mushrooms, they're doing all of that stuff. Like, I think that's a form of treasure hunting. Mm-hmm. And we need to start bringing back treasure hunting in our day-to-day lives because- if life is a video game, this shit is fucking boring. Like, I need a side quest. Like, I don't want my, like, if, if I was playing, like, a board, like, a imagine. I'm going to say my life is relatively, like, different and fun and exciting, so I don't want to complain about that. But, like, let's just say you work a corporate nine-to-five job and imagine your life is a video game. Is it a fun video game? No. Then you need a side quest to find some fucking treasure. It's not like, oh, look, I'm making my character go get coffee and they're getting in their car. They're sitting in their commute in traffic. They're going to work. They're on Excel. They come home. They heat up some food and then they go to sleep. Mine is like sitting in front of a microphone and then reviewing edits. That's what my my regular life. I couldn't tell you what I do all day. I need to have a ring camera that's like facing me. It's a little chaotic. I just think that we need to bring back some of that excitement. And I think in the capitalist hellscape that we live in, Something that is driven by money and reward and prize. This sounds great. This I sounds like it fits right in. I honestly think that we need to do this for your birthday. I think so too. Like, and even even you think of like high school, I remember we had like scavenger hunts that people mm-hmm. would do for shit. Like, why did we stop doing that? Like, that shit is fucking fun. Like, imagine a bachelorette party, but it's a fucking treasure hunt. Like, you give me I a fucking like that have khaki that. hat. Like, you give me one of those like wide brim safari hats and like give me a little brush. Because you know what I also think is a treasure hunt? Archaeology digs. Wow. Mm, downtown LA. <laughs> Who knows what you'll find there? I don't know if they can guarantee what you'll find. They're showing a picture of us light out. So that's good. <sighs> I agree with you. We need to get back into being childish. Being, ch- being childish. I don't know why. We look at kids and we go, oh, I wish I was like you. And it's like, Let's stop Mm-mm. wishing. Let's just be more like yeah, you. That's what my my friend was like. I told her, I was like, I'm going to be child t- childish. And she said, you mean childlike? And I said, no, oh. ish, because like I want to be in the shit. I don't want to be like a child. No. I want to just be a child. I don't want to adapt it for my adult life. Right. Like, no, I want to like 
I want to get in the nitty gritty of that shit. We just did activities. I want to play with mud. Mm -hmm. One time I was coming back from Portland and this woman had been on, I would call in your words, a scavenger hunt where she was finding geodes and stuff. And they were all in her backpack and you can't, for some reason, they won't let you have that. In. You could probably use them as weapons because they're heavy. Yeah. And so she couldn't. And then she was like, they're sacred. You can't take them out of my backpack. Okay. You know, I'm not going to do that. So held, it held up everything. I'm happy for And her. I had accidentally left my water bottle, oh, like my actual water thing? bottle. And then there was a little bit of water at the bottom of it. And I forgot that I had put it in there like that. And so I was waiting for mine to come out of the thing but i'm sitting here behind this woman that would not check her geodes so you mean to tell me that you wanted her to part with her loot her reward the x at the end i just wanted to get through the airport and all i had to do was empty my water bottle she was holding up my quest that was my obstacle i gotta say if it was a video game i'd rather play hers <laughs> yeah you know what's also a treasure hunt robbing banks yeah like, it is. That's the ultimate treasure yeah, hunt. Yeah. Like, I just, we need to make life more like a treasure hunt. Yeah. I stand with you. Thank you. All right. Well, Anyways. we should take a break. Yeah. We'll take a break and we will be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. 
Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from the break. Yes, we are. And you know what it's time for? Our second segment. But are you wrong? In this segment, this is where you, our listeners, write in with your predicaments, your issues, the things happening in your life, the stories, the tales, where you want to know what's plaguing you at night is, am I the hero or am I the villain? And who better to ask than us, your own personal god? Somebody called us goddesses last episode, in some episode. So. And I intrinsically like feel that to my core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are we are goddesses and we are also judges. Similar to Judge Judy, we're here to set you straight. We are here to deliberate mm-hmm. and to deliver Make a verdict. Your sen- yeah, verdict. I was like sentencing. We're not sentencing your shit. We could. We're sentencing you to join our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's relatively cheap. We have it. It's that was a, that was a joke, but it was also real. So you should check out our Patreon if you want to submit yours. If you want to bring it up to the. Uh, Council. That's thank you. Thank you. I've not watched this view in a while. You can email us your submission at but am I wrong pot at gmail.com. You have to keep it under 300 words. It is all anonymous. If you're going to use fake names for people, please use names. Don't use numbers or any other aliases like that. It's a little confusing. And if you're going to reference something in pop culture or like a TV show and like that's the characters you use as inspo, we love that. But not to be too nitpicky maintain the similar relationships because like when you tell me that like you're Monica and then your brother is Chandler I'm like why are you fucking your brother right I just like I can't Ross is right there yeah like this is just not canon like I don't need it to be you don't need to send us like a script from friends but make sure the relationships between said characters make sense for the story rot 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 if you would like to let us know your pronouns we do it love it amazing and please though we do require that you let us know what your age is and if other people like in the story their age because age is just a number but it is heavily influenced in where you are at your life Mm -hmm. and we're able to kind of deliver the best at that crossroad exactly crossroads Everybody, million dollar question. Who wrote that movie? I already know. I know. I guess they can't respond to us. But if you don't know, I'm not going to say who wrote it. Look it up right now. You got 10 seconds. Okay. I know. How fucking crazy. I knew. Me too. But like. All right. Right in number one. Hi. I'm 25. They, them. And I have a spicy account where I make adult content. Been doing online content for, I think, three years now. And weirdly. I've never felt sexier because in reality, I look like a hobgoblin (laughs) or a tree monster. That is fake. I'm a tree monster. I'm wearing green and I'm taller than you. But when it's just a mini photo set or a collab, I'm like, wow, look at my power bottom ass making these men beg for this pussy. Also, yes, I make sure they're tested, vaccinated with both COVID and monkeypox and make sure to see. When was the last time they got tested because a bitch is scared, even though no matter how protected you are, these things happen. Now I see two people subscribing to my account and I notice that they have recognizable faces on their profile, both from my high school. (gasps) One was a guy I was on a sports team with. 
He actually apologized, not knowing it was me since my face is not on my profile. I did forgive him for that and the other, my school bully. The weird thing is on some posts, he tip me like 10 to $20. As nice as that is, I don't feel comfortable having him subbed. My friends are like, no, finesse the bully, which I would five years ago. Now I weirdly got my adult brain, depression included. But I also love money and I kind of need it since I'm taking a gap year in college. So am I wrong for letting my bully still be subscribed and finesse the money, even if I do need the money to go back to college? I don't think that's finessing at all. I don't think it's finessing. You're performing Thank- your duties for your job. You're do yeah. You're, you're doing, doing your job and you're-, you're doing it really well. Yeah, and they bullied you, but I hate I hate like this thing. But it's like you know, bullies sometimes see things in you that they're not oh, yeah. yet able to express themselves and then they bully you because they're essentially jealous of Mm -hmm. you and maybe this is them making amends by you know sorry here's an extra 20 bucks yeah yeah i don't think this is finessing at all finessing is when you take deception yes you take advantage of a situation and you're not taking advantage of anything i don't even think finessing is just taking advantage i think it has to be like there's deception involved. You're creating a situation to which it gains for your benefit and it also involves a little deception. I would say that like a lot of it wouldn't be entirely legal or like ethical in that sense. I don't think maybe finesse isn't what you meant to use because I don't think it applies to this. But no, no. Make, get your money, get your coin, secure your bag, gap year, fill in the gap with some extra money. Yeah, like it's not like this person accidentally subscribed and accidentally Mm -hmm. sent you $20 and they're like, oh, that was an accident. Can I get that money back? Right. First of all, if it was still your bully, I'd be like, don't give the money back. But this is like, this is a person who has subscribed, wants to give you money and then is giving you money on top of that. Mm -hmm. And all you are doing is your job, which is just receiving the money. Yeah. Because you're not really doing anything extra. They're just showing up for what you're already doing. You have no... I mean, in this context, it sounds funny, but like you have no skin in the game in the (laughs) sense that like you didn't put forth any effort because like my whole thing with revenge is like it's never going to like the amount of time, effort, energy you put into like orchestrating the plan, the outcome, the person's reaction. It's never going to be what you have dreamt it up to be. But this, it just fell in your fucking lap. Right. Or on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I almost made another Tune in tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next up. Hi, Megan and Melissa. My friends, Sarah and Molly and I, all 22, she, her, are seniors in college and booked a cruise for our spring break in March. It will be the last hurrah before we go our separate ways after graduation. Additionally, we are road tripping back to college because Sarah wants her car at school and we are using my family homes as stopping points. Family homes? Okay. You want to sign for a Patreon on somebody's credit card? (laughs) Doesn't have to be your credit card. That's fine. Mm -mm. You can read the benefits. That's finessing. Right. We'll be living very far apart after graduation, so this trip is the last time we'll be hanging out together for an extended period of time for the foreseeable future. Last night in our group chat, Molly said that they were talking to a friend of theirs, Lily, about the cruise, and Lily expressed they were interested in joining Molly. They were interested in joining, and Molly wanted to see if I was okay with that. For context, Sarah and Molly are good friends with Lily. I am just an acquaintance, and I've only hung out with her once when I invited her to Sarah's surprise birthday party. During this party, Lily talked the entire time 
and I and others couldn't get a word in, so this left a bad taste in my mouth about Lily. I told Sarah and Molly that I'd rather keep it just the three of us because of, of it being so close to graduation. They pushed back slightly and said Lily doesn't have any other spring break plans and that she wanted to at least join for the road trip. I held my ground, though, and said I would really rather keep it just the three of us. And they said, okay, am I wrong for being so firm about not wanting Lily to come? I really don't know her that well and wouldn't want to spend an entire seven-day trip with her. Why are you looking at me like I personally relate to somebody who does not stop talking the entire time? I do. I do. Yeah, but do you want to be stuck in the car with somebody you don't like? No, uh, not at all. But I'm like a little impressed that you and your friend you and your two other friends you and sarah and molly have like made it this long as a group of three like a group of three is like really fucking rough and just hard so honestly on a trip like this like i even if i didn't like someone like if i wasn't like that that close with them and i only met them once like it's not like she's like a raging bitch she just talked a lot which (laughs) i really do i would honestly probably rather that because the idea that we can split two and two on anything no, I feel like it'll turn into three against one because right now it's two against one. And then bringing the other person in is most likely going to be on their side because it's not going to be on the writer's side. That's fair. If this is my last trip and I, I just I feel like I want to enjoy my time. And sometimes there's just people you don't like and t- people you don't gel with. And if you don't gel with this person and then you're going to be stuck in a car seven days with them. I just don't think this is going to make for an enjoyable trip for everybody. Yeah. I'm a little we're, uh, curious how these are like, you didn't you just call them your friends. I don't know if these are your best friends, but how you've only met the other friend like once. College things, in college, like friend group wise, things tend to be like, I don't know, because like maybe it is really that like you three are like bestie besties and then Sarah and Molly have a class together and then Lily was in their class because if it's that and like that's how they know her but Mm -hmm. like if you're considered like all three of you are best friends and they have this other friend who's a good friend but you've only met once and you all go to the same school then I'm like yeah I probably would be like nah because yeah they're not she's not in your friend circle I feel like it's just because she doesn't have plans then they're inviting her well that's what I mean I'm like so it then at this point if you're not friends with her that's probably because you have it's not just because like, oh, I only met her once. It's like, oh, I've only hung out with her once because I don't really have an interest in mm-hmm. pursuing a friendship with her. And I don't want that. That's not going to start when we're on a cruise together. It's not like their friend from high school who you don't yeah. know as well. I once went on a road trip with somebody that I was friends with. And then she invited people that she was friends with, but I didn't necessarily know. And this girl was acting like she was like better than me. Be like, oh, you have this nice things to be from Arkansas. This bitch grew up in the sticks of Arkansas. Like she's from Arkansas, but like Arkansas, like Arkansas, Arkansas. (laughs) And I'm like, you've been in LA two years and I'm like from another part of Arkansas. Like, yeah, I have I have nice things like she would just it was just like these like little Mm -hmm. thing, these little snide remarks that she was making. And I did not enjoy my time because it was with somebody I did not have. I did not like. No, that's valid. I'd be like, if she's coming, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm really, really not into traveling in big groups. And I'm so not into traveling with people I like don't know mm-hmm. well. I'd always rather be like, oh, we'll take an additional car and I'll go with like my, the couple people I'm closer with. That's, that would be great for me. That I think that's the solution. Yeah. Somebody can write with me. Somebody can write with her. 
Yeah. Even though y'all don't want to. And is there somebody else you'd want to invite? Like, is like, do you want to make this thing a bigger trip? Because if you're not all in the same level, this probably not going to be as fun for her either. Yep. And again, if your family has multiple homes and maybe they gave you a credit card access for their Uber account, feel free to join our Patreon. It's a great time. And this is giving money back into the community. Mm-hmm. Shop local. <laughs> or Support today. women in business. Truly. Okay. Writer number three. Am I wrong for asking my wedding guests to give me money instead of gifts? No. Hey, Melissa and Megan. Hey. Thanks for putting me first. I am a 26-year-old female getting married this spring. My fiance and I would like to request our wedding guests to donate to our newlywed fund as opposed to getting us gifts, material, objects. My fiance and I live in a small apartment and simply do not have space for any more things and do not need anything new. We would, however, love to buy a house this year. On our wedding website, where the registry can be found, I want to put newlywed fun as the only gift option with the description, as your presence is more than enough. But if you would like, please donate to our newlywed fun in lieu of gifts or something similar. My mom thinks it's not appropriate to ask people for money and says we should not do this. Am I wrong? Does wanting cash instead of gifts make me an asshole? Is there a way I could word it differently that wouldn't make me seem like an asshole? Thank you both so much. Love you both to pieces. Here's the thing about wedding gifts. The tradition started because people would be living at home with their parents and then getting married. Like you get married and then move out with your parent, move out of your parents home and you wouldn't have anything. Mm -hmm. So the wedding gifts were supposed to help furnish your new home. Now, in the day and age we live in, most people live with their significant other and are also later, like, not getting married straight out of... Dual-income household before you're fucking getting married. Yeah, and so you don't need things. I I do not think this is bad at all. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think it's tacky. I think that more people should be doing this, to be honest. Because who needs just an extra crystal vase? A fucking Baccarat. I've never been to a wedding that didn't have a Baccarat butterfly on their fucking registry. Yes. Yes. This is practical. It makes sense. This is what we need. Buying a house is hard. It costs a lot of money. It's a lot of down payments and shit. Uh I think, yeah, I think this is right. As to how to word it, what you said sounds pretty good to me. But I also send, when I need to, like, have an email, I send it to Melanie to read over and then reword it for it to be nicer for me. So I'm the wrong person to ask about that. But I think this is great. And I've been to weddings where they do this. Yes. I don't disagree with you in theory, but you need to look at who is attending your wedding and what your background is. I I mean, you didn't mention this specifically. In, like, some cultures, it is like considered somewhat rude to just do a cash gift versus like a a present. But it can be in addition to that. If you've got an older group of people, I'm going to tell you this right now. Everyone who's going to have bought you a gift is not going to donate to your your newlywed fund. Like a lot of people like feel like, again, this is older people, older generations that like your mom's feeling of it not being appropriate. Some people do believe it is inappropriate to kind of give a cash sort of gift there because they don't think it's personal. And then they're not going to give money to your 
newlywed fund, they're going to give you something that you don't want without a gift receipt. Like, so I think every wedding I've been to has both. They have some things that are on their wedding registry. And here's this, here's the key. They're relatively expensive things. There are things that you return with a fantastic return policy that somewhere you want to upgrade your bedding. You want to get something that like, you want to change this or do this or whatever that like, it's a, it's a blender. It's a Vitamix. It's, it's something that you could use money down the road. You could even do like, you can write on them like Amazon gift cards for us to like do something in our new house or whatever and contribute. People can contribute money to those things. You don't have to spend that money there. They can contribute to a $100 Amazon gift card or a $500 Amazon gift card. And you can use that for something else later on. But the thing is, is that like a lot of older people want to, <laughs> they, they have this fantasy and this idea of you making a banana bread in a loaf pan that they got you. And every time you look at it, you think about them like, and it's not realistic. And every fucking person under the age of 37, maybe 35 is going to donate to your fund. That's we always do always. We're always giving cash. We're always doing that. And older people tend to want to give gifts. So my thought process for this is if you have a good number of older people there who are your parents age or older than that, pick like, I'm honestly going to say like fucking five, maybe 10 things, depending on how many people you're inviting, pick five to 10 things that are at places that have great return policies that are things that you're like, you know what, like maybe we would want to upgrade this, maybe we would, maybe this is a fund for quote unquote, a honeymoon fund that we can save for this, this, and this, those things can get bought up. And then you see there that contributing money to this other fund is there. But I would say that like, I would just manage your expectations because everybody I know who has had weddings and has had wedding registries, again, all of the young people gave money for a house fund and did all of that stuff. Some of the older people did it in addition, but people really wanted to give tangible items. And I don't agree with it. I don't think it's great. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with sticking to your guns and being like, no, we're only asking for this. But I just wouldn't expect to have the monetary amount you would have had in gifts total the amount of money that you're going to be given. That's true. And I kind of want to go back now that I have thought about it as Megan was speaking with what to say. I think maybe explaining like, having a very nice a tiny apartment yeah yeah like explaining everything that a very nice letter about like your intentions with if they donate money like we don't need material we don't need I don't want to say material things because the house is still technically mm-hmm. a, mer- a material thing we don't need like a new whatever because like it just won't fit but you know if we have this home, we can fill it with gifts later. Mm-hmm. Make it pretty. Make it pretty and make it feel personal mm-hmm. in the sense of, again, you're not doing this for your fucking college friends. You're not doing this for the people who are around your age. You're doing this for the older people. So like cater to them what they're like, I don't know, maybe you grew up in a certain religion and you're like, and we'd love to be going back to this church every Sunday. Like make it, make it fucking flowery and make it pretty because buying a home for all of these older people. Like these are the, this is the people who are like, just stop eating avocado toast and you can buy a home. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people who don't really understand that. And so they can kind of just be like a little resistant to the idea that it feels like an exchange of cash. But 
I, again, I don't know your background, but if you can kind of make it to like there in certain religions or certain cultures, children, teenagers are given gifts at different life, given monetary gifts at different life milestones because they represent something. So make this represent something. Yeah. Okay. You're up next. Hello, Eminem. I am 26, she, her, who is married to a 27, he, him. Last night, my husband and I got into discussion after telling him about my decision to get a tattoo in a few days. My husband got upset and felt that as his wife, I should have let him know sooner. I explained to him that I already told him months prior about getting this specific tattoo and ultimately felt like he doesn't necessarily deserve to know since it's a decision about my, that's a, since it's a decision that affects my body. For context, we've been together for six years. I had two tattoos prior to meeting him and I've gotten two more since we've been together. Every time I've told him about getting a new tattoo, he's always questioned me about the decision like it's an open discussion, even though I'm telling him not asking his opinion. Frankly, his reaction makes me hesitant about getting a new tattoo and even more hesitant to tell him when I decide to get one because I'd rather just not deal with it. I honestly don't believe he deserves to have an opinion on whether or not I get a tattoo or deserves an advance notice. So am I wrong for not letting him know sooner about the decision that affects my body only and has nothing to do with our relationship? Please let me know your thoughts. See, here's the thing. This is where my brain goes. Well, you're married. So I've got to filter through that. I think that like, unless your tattoo is potentially offensive, I think like what you decide to do and like sharing things with your partner that like, oh, this is something that I want to get. This is something I think is like really cool. You know, I think anyone can have an opinion like, I don't think that anyone, everyone needs to share their opinion, but the same way that like a friend, like I don't think anyone, again, unless the tattoo is offensive, I don't think it should be a, <laughs> I'm asking for permission. I think if you're getting an honor tattoo of somebody who is alive, I do think you should, if you're not sure, you should probably ask their permission if they're cool with you getting a tattoo for them, about them, something like that, if they're alive. I think anybody wants to get a tattoo of me, go for it. You know, I am tattooed on someone's ass. I know. I forget about it all the time. How are you, how you guys doing? Anyways, if Mott's wanted to get a new tattoo. Does he have tattoos? Yeah, it's so fucking random. He has two. Where? I know. He has one here, which I joke. It's like fading. They're not good. He does not. He does not like them. Um, It's like fading. And I was like, you know, it's kind of funny. It kind of looks like my name. And he was like, no. And I was like, mm -hmm. what is it? Because I've been with him at a pool. I do not remember this no, tattoo. It's like, Melissa, like when I tell you, it's like nobody knows he has tattoos, even though like you can see them. It's like, like I can't even tell you. I'm like, is he wearing glasses? Or is he not wearing glasses? Like he's just like, it, it, he is who he is. So this is like, I don't know, something in fucking Swedish. And then he's got like a Swedish family crest or something on his side. Actually, I do remember that Yeah, one. it's because it's blue that has yeah. like a little bit more color in it. But if he like went and got a tattoo... I wouldn't be like offended. He didn't ask my permission if he just totally surprised me for it. I would have been like, oh my God, like, oh, I wish I would have known like the excitement, the showing me like, this is so cool. Like asking for my, imp like, do you like this one or do you like this one? And like offering suggestions that have nothing to do with getting it or not. That's I think the only, like, or like when I wanted to like get curtain bangs and like I was asking him what he thought there. It was like, I was never asking his permission, but like I do value his opinion mm -hmm. on do you think, I, you know me so well, do you think I would like this? Do you think this would be something that I would like continue to enjoy or be sick of? But like, if I was 100% confident in my decision, I would only share with him because like, I'm excited to tell him. Yeah. Not. Not. Can I? No. No. Absolutely not. This is a red flag. Yeah, I don't like this. And I do not think that you're wrong. 
I think that your husband is wrong. I mean, like he can have, again, he can have opinions. They're negative opinions. He doesn't necessarily have to share them. But also you had tattoos before you even got married. So he knew that you had tattoos. He knew that you were into tattoos. So he, he makes me mad. And I really have nothing else to add. Yeah, him saying he every time you get a new, tat- new tattoo, he questions the decision. That is like, it's really not. And I would say this to him that like, I don't want to like put anything in your head about like the state of your relationship, but like letting him know, it's like questioning my decision making is not okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm not asking for your input. Like I'm really confident in the decisions that I made. I would think that you were confident too because I chose to marry you. Are you confident in that decision that I made? Right. Like, you fell in love with me and the person that I am and the person I am has made her own decisions for the vast majority of my adult life. And a lot, I mean, children make their own decisions all the time. Like when you're putting my morals, ethics, th- like thought process, like all of that into question and thinking that you kind of need the final say and run by and just be like, well, did you think about that? I'm just like asking, but that's, why would you marry? Why would you marry me? Like, mm-hmm. what are you attracted to with me in that? Like, are you not attracted to my mind? Are you not attracted to like the person I am and like the morals that I have and like the how I stand my ground about these things? Because if he reacts negatively to that, that to me is like a thousand and one red flags. But like, right. if he has no idea that that's what it was representative of, that's what he was doing. He was questioning your decision. Some people, men specifically, think that every conversation is an invitation to share their opinions. And you've made it abundantly clear that it's not. But I think the last, in my mind, the last thing I would do or the final thing I would do in this argument would be like, do you know what that means when you're questioning my decisions? Yeah. Because it's not about a tattoo. It's about questioning Mm -hmm. this. But the fact that you said, this makes me hesitant to get a new tattoo because you just don't want to deal with this. Get your tattoo. Get a fucking sleeve and a half. I want you to get your whole thigh. I love when. Oh my god, like the big when flowers. Gals have oh. their whole thigh done. I'm obsessed. I love it. Upset, and especially the ones that go up and they go on the ass. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And then you can and you creep into tramp stamp territory. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the ones with like big flowers and then they do vines? Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I also think that men who don't like women with tattoos is a red flag. Again, she had them when before they got married. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Yeah. All right, we're going to take another break. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And now it's time for But Are They Wrong? And that's when we pick somebody from the world who has done something wrong. Yeah, we have yet to nominate an extraterrestrial. We never would. Beam her up and find a ghost to fuck her while you're at it. I don't know why you keep trying to cock I'm not. Me. No, I'm here for your alien I'm ghost I'm here dick. to get probed. And penetrated by a poltergeist. Yes. So this week, I choose representatives Carlos Gonzalez and Judith Garcia, who are Democratic Massachusetts lawmakers. And a lot of the things that I'm I am quoting come straight from an article written by Jessica Hemzelu. So these two lawmakers 
have created a bill and they claim it would restore bodily autonomy to incarcerated people. But critics and myself, I'm a critic too, believe that it's unethical and it preys on desperation of inmates Mm -hmm. because what it is is that inmates can donate their organs for less time. I thought it was an Onion article when I first, I was like, no, there's no way that we blew this Onion article up this big. Mm -mm. Black, I've never watched, this is the most Black Mirror shit in the world. So organ donations are currently allowed in U.S. federal prisons, but only if the recipient is an immediate family member. The proposed bill in Massachusetts is designed to establish a donation program within the state's Department of Correction, and nearly 5,000 residents in the state are on the organ donation transplant list. And so there's a disturbing, this disturbing proposed change would allow incarcerated people to swap their body parts for reduced prison sentences. One of the, what they're calling a benefit of the bill, according to the people that wrote this, is that it will broaden the pool of potential organ donors. It's true. I mean, it's true, like, that there is a shortage of organs available um, in the United States, there are more than 100,000 people who are waiting for transplants and 17 people per day die on the waiting list. And so it may be true that having a surgery or a painful procedure to save another's life is probably one of the most like generous and selfless things to do. But like at what cost are we putting people's lives like this literally puts like a price on people's body parts. Yeah, you're not allowed sex work. No, but you can sell your body this way. Yeah. And the thing is, like, people who, this is like an example of something that's adverse to this. People who donate kidneys are more likely to end up needing dialysis or needing to get a kidney themselves in the future. It's also been pointed out that it is a, it's vitally important that living donors understand and accept the risk So their decisions to donate is fully informed and free. And so if you're asking a prisoner who is getting, may get a reduced sentence because of this, this doesn't give them those same options because there's something else weighing on them. It's literally like buying a, buying a heart on a black market. Like it's the same thing. Can somebody that's like in prison suffering and they're desperate to get out, are they really giving free consent? No, no. And so um, Jennifer Bell, who is a bio bioethicist at the University of Toronto, says that this is being framed as an incentive. Would there be some degree of coercion involved? By definition, coercion would imply there's some threat of harm influencing the person's decision. There's no mention of that in the bill. But spending an extra year in prison might be harmful for someone, especially if there's a risk of violence, disease, outbreak, and dangerously hot conditions. So like after you donate organs, a lot of times you have to go on medications. And then Mm -hmm. let's say something happens at the prison, which there are outbreaks all the time. And then now that person is even more susceptible to things happening Mm -hmm. to them. And then Peter Reese, who is a nephrologist at the University of Pennsylvania, says that like he works with a lot of people and people who are incarcerated might not also feel like if they're being essentially pressured to give 
their body part for less time, they not may not be vocal about everything that's in their medical history because yeah, when they don't know this person, so like they can't. There's no like connection to mm-hmm. it. But two, again, there this is like being forced upon them. Yep. Uh, there are other problems with the bill. Apparently, the goal is to increase the living donations from people who are in prison, and we know that. Most of the people in prison are from vulnerable groups. They um, grew up in poverty, subjected to childhood abuse, and that ethnic and racial minorities are overrepresented in the prison population. And so just over 30% of the inmates are Hispanic and 38% are Black. And so this is essentially harvesting Mm -hmm. body parts from black and brown people. If anybody had any question if the history of policing and jail and criminal justice was rooted, this is abundantly clear. Mm -hmm. So it was organs and actually bone marrow too. That's like painful. So painful. Here's my thing. How about, hot take, we send less people to jail. Mm. We'll have more living organ donors that Mm -hmm. way. And quick little question. Where do people who are currently incarcerated fall on the priority list for receiving organ transplants themselves? That's a good question, Megan. So let's say that your fellow inmate wanted to donate to you. Yeah. Would that be able to be your first priority? That's someone you know, that's someone that you have a relationship with and a Mm -hmm. bond with, and that's someone who probably knows maybe a little bit or a good chunk about your background and can make an informed decision and be able to accept said organ knowing Mm -hmm. you and your life and what you've been through, maybe any prior health conditions. And all of that and And wanting to do an act of goodwill. And then are you going to get the best aftercare after that? Because the healthcare system in America is abysmal. But then you have the healthcare system in prison. Yeah. Atrocious. Dentist visits, like being able to get pap smears, like Mm -hmm. all of that shit. Like also, I would say if we had comprehensive and universal healthcare, we would have less people who need organ transplants. Yeah, that's true. Because it gets to, it wouldn't get to that point. There's a lot of things that like people are born with organs Mm -hmm. that aren't functioning optimally and you'll need multiple or single transplants in your life. But then there are things that come from lack of like regular healthcare and just good checkups and doctors who like believe people and all of that stuff. Like there's a reason, the reason why we have more cancer now is because we're catching cancer in earlier stages, Mm -hmm. but there's still people who don't catch cancer until much later on yeah another thing is like when you donate you have to go to therapy and Mm -hmm. a therapist has to sign off from it and i can just smell the corruption yep that's in here or even like the pre-op thing of like you need to be like away from people for a while Uh for this and then it's like so then are you going to be getting preferential treatment in the prison for x amount of time before then you get your surgery and then afterwards, like, how are you going to be protected right. in that sense of like, how often are you getting health care checks mm-hmm. and all of this? Like we, the amount of people who died at Rikers and like now yeah. you're getting major surgeries. I know just from something that I'm writing that like after a liver donation, you eight to 10 weeks is the recovery. For yeah. You can't lift anything heavy. You can't like get sick again. You have to like be relatively not doing anything. So then are you, what are they going to do? Put them in isolation? That's what I mean. I'm like, you have to live like a lot of like for years, even like some, some organ donations, it's indefinitely. Yeah. Both parties have to live, lead a low risk lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Prison is not low risk. And like, so then isolation. So then you're dealing with the mental 
aftermath of donating an organ and then you're going to put you in a place that is like been proven to absolutely irreversibly destroy your psyche. Yeah. I hate this. I hate this. I it's hate it so much. It's absolutely horrific. It's vile. Like we will do absolutely anything except reform, reform, quote unquote, the democratic stance of reforming prison. Mm-hmm. And this, these are Democrats that wrote this I mean. bill. I'm like, and so it's ridiculous. This, when Democrats talk about like, we need to reform prison, it's like, mm-hmm. there's, n- there's nothing to, ref- this is a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And when the, when your idea of reforming a dumpster fire, if this is already so far in fucking hell that this little adjustment is people selling their organs, you should know that you're in the bad place. Right. Like fucking lost cause with this shit. It's her. I can't. It's so fucking horrific. Oh, okay. I could talk about this all day, but I'm so I can't with this. Your turn. Okay. I would like to nominate the makers and consumers of AI porn. Oh, God. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. So Brandon Irwin, who goes by the name Atroic. Here's the thing. If I respected him, I would look it up, but I'm not going to because this is his username. So he posted a video of himself crying, giving a a, a quote-unquote heartfelt apology as he admitted to paying for AI-generated quote-unquote deep fake porn of fellow streamers, Pokimane, QT Cinderella, Sweet Anita, and Maya Higa. His girlfriend is also in the apology video, crying for who knows why, just in the foreground, just some nice out-of-focus tears. So it all started when he was on Twitch live streaming and he opened his browser and in one window, one of the tabs just had nude pictures of other female Twitch streamers in it. So he's on Twitch and his audience is like, hey, what's that? Mm -hmm. Hello? Hello? So in his apology video, he said that he was reading information and learning about artificial intelligence online. (laughs) But then he did admit that he was just on Pornhub when he saw a ad on the site and then he clicked on it and the site is subscription-based. So he paid for the subscription to access and then he his quote is, I got morbidly curious and clicked on something. It's gross and I'm sorry, it's embarrassing. And he added that his actions were not a pattern of behavior. If you're curious, make it of yourself, but continue. So he was just not another streamer to the specific... I'm going to I'm going to go specifically into QT Cinderella because she did a reaction and a response talking about this as someone who was subjected to this. So he was just not another streamer. He was her close friend, Mm -hmm. close friend of her and her boyfriend. She made his wedding cake and her boyfriend and him, her, her, her boyfriend and him and a few other people started a company together just recently and her best friend was another one of the girls in the tab that was open. So a quote from Sweet Anita said, this story was how I found out that I'm on this website. I literally cho- I literally choose to pass up millions by not going into sex work and some random Cheeto-encrusted porn addict solicits my body without my consent instead. Don't know whether to cry, break stuff, or laugh at this point. Pokimane said, stop sexualizing people without their consent. That's it. That's the tweet. I want to scream, said QT Cinderella. Stop it, everybody. Stop fucking spreading it. Stop advertising it. Stop. Being seen naked against your will should not be a part of this job. She went on further telling in a video on Twitch, which I would encourage anybody to watch this, like everybody watch this video. Specifically, we'll get into it. I think a video that is very important to watch that involves this video. Every movie tries to capture like female, like rage. And I'm like, this is 
this is the fucking rage of someone who like, I, I watch it and I'm like, we ride at dawn. Where the fuck mm-hmm. do you want me to go? Like I have goosebumps just like, like talking about it, thinking about it. Like there's like this innate response, I think as women that we have that I'm like, that, no, 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 let's, I'm well, fucking destroying that, burn that shit to the fucking ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would encourage everyone to watch it, but she's, she's suing. She's yeah. suing the owner of the site. Uh, in a second statement posted, a troic, we're just gonna say his fucking name, Brandon. Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> uh, Brandon said that he would help finance the cost of taking down the offending content and all the legal fees for the streamers. He also said that he'd be stepping, stepping away from content creation and off-brand, which is the content creation studio. This is the last time you'll see me for a while. I'd rather you see my action. I'll try my, my I'd rather you see my actions. I will try my absolute hardest to combat the damage I caused. The uh, person, the individual behind all the deepfake images has taken them down and replaced with, uh, replaced the website with an apology because <laughs> they're now knowing they're about to get their mm-hmm. sued. So even porn websites like Pornhub have all banned AI and deepfake they- advertise it all the time. Yeah, no, so, they need to ban the advertisements. Deepfake to- technology, which has been used to like use AI to map someone's face onto somebody, else, somebody else's body, has been around since 2018. Pornhub has banned the practice, saying that it's non-consensual, but we all know the issue with Pornhub, which, again, I don't have an issue with porn or porn uh, uh, yeah. a, a hub of porn, nor the, the business of people, whatever. But the issue is, is that it's great that people can upload their own kind of content, but the issue is, is that there's not enough filtering and mm-hmm. there's not, it's a lot of automated systems, which is why things can kind of slip through those cracks there. So I had heard, rum, not rumblings about this, but like I follow some journalists. I had seen people reposting this and sharing all of this. It wasn't until Ethan Klein from H3 did a video reacting to QT Cinderella's like reply video that I watched the video and that's the video I would encourage everybody to watch. I know that he's very popular online. I've like watched some things that he has done. I would under no circumstance would consider myself a fan. I also (laughs) like mostly prior to this because like anyone who's been making like five hour long vlog, like YouTube video podcast for years on end, I cannot confidently say that I know what you've said and all of those things. So I'm not about to align myself in saying I'm a fan of you. Like you've been talking to a camera for hours uninterrupted for years and that rots your brain. And when you are hiring a bunch of other men to work at your company and then you have a fraction of women who are there and my, like, my heart goes out to all of them. And that's specifically why I think people should watch this video because watching their reactions and the realization on their faces of how the men that they work with are reacting to this is horrific. And like, I think every woman who watches this knows we've all had that feeling of like, I'm not in a safe place. I'm not an exception to the rule and you're not an exception to the rule. So she's sobbing in this video. Like I can't stress enough how hard and painful this is to like to watch. Like this isn't just a a video of someone talking about something bad that's happened. Like this is like, this is like incredibly emotional and really horrific. So Ethan played the video on his show. And as he watched her sob and cry, he covered his mouth and smiled. And then the sound bite of chestnuts roasting on the open, on an open fire started playing. And some of the men even got up and walked off camera because they were laughing so hard. They didn't want to be shown on camera. 
And then you just see it cut between the women who work there. One is literally, she's not hiding her mouth because she's smiling. She's hiding her face because she's mortified to be included in this. And the other one is when I say like you, if I don't know if you have siblings or you could have been a teacher, that death stare that she's just looking straight, like the, the rage, the absolute rage in that. So he starts laughing hysterically and then they, they, they stop playing the music and then they just keep laughing. This is all like live, their show. So they have people in the Discord responding and talking to this. And clearly people were like, what the fuck? And like, we're pretty upset about it. So people are coming for the guy he has who like kind of runs the soundboard who like will insert, they like, so the point is for, of what they do on the show. I don't know if, you, I don't think that you've watched. I'm familiar. Yeah, so it. they will have, if anyone else is, if anyone isn't familiar, they will like play little like audio clips that are like to make a moment funnier, kind of like a, oh, wah, wah, like, but meme culture sort of things. And so this Chestnuts on an Open Fire has essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is just what I've gathered from all the information I've read and heard people talk about on Reddit and seen all these things, that like, it's like their current, like tiny violin of the moment. So like that song specifically has been established in like playing something in like a woe is me Mm -hmm. sort of a way. So people are eviscerating the guy who controls the soundboard and does all of this stuff. And he's getting upset. And you can just see them all kind of toying in between. Ethan's wife, Hila, is like, are you going to? And he's like, no, no, no. Like, and shit's not really getting, not moving forward. Finally, Ethan reveals that he messaged the guy and asked him to play the song. Prior to that, he was letting this guy be ripped apart to shreds for thinking that he chose to do this. And Ethan was just a victim. So he... Asked Zach to play that. He giggled. Everyone saw it. He wrote it in the Discord and everyone saw it and it is what it is. And I apologize. I know that it was super inappropriate. I just have to say that apology is just not it for me. Like if you watch that video of him saying that, he's backed into a corner. He doesn't want to say anything. It's clear that other people are annoyed with him for like letting them take the fall for it. They all fucking laughed and he instigated it and it's his show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... It just like makes me like so irate. Cutie Cinderella did a response like asking like people, people asked like, did you see uh, Ethan's apology? And she was like, yeah, no, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you do that? Like, what do you mean? Like, so you get on here and you call out like David Dobrik, you call out Andrew Tate, you do all this shit. But like, you think that you're exempt because you call out bad guys that you then cannot be benefiting from the patriarchy and actively participating in sexualization, the non-consensual sexualization of women. Like, you're becoming a part of it, even though you're reporting on it, you think you're bringing eyes to it. Like, and one of his, like, his, like early on excuses, like, you know, like, and, I mean, maybe not his, but people were defending saying like, you know, it's dark humor. Like, you know, he always says like, it makes me uncomfortable to coping mechanism. And I just have to say a coping mechanism is only used if you are coping with it personally. Right. You do not get dark humor and a coping mechanism. If you are consuming other people's shit, if you are an audience member, like, if some, if a stand-up comedian gets up on stage, they went through something really horrific, like specifically, let's, Pete Davidson will make 9-11 jokes. Mm-hmm. I will not make 9-11 jokes saying, well, it's a coping mechanism. Right. I have nothing to cope with. Right. That's not what that is. And it just makes me fucking irate because you're like a literal grown man. You've been doing this for years. You have a team of people. Like you literally have people. You made the conscious choice to live stream your goddamn fucking show here's the thing. I understand more than anyone getting the fucking giggles, unrelated giggles on mm-hmm. sets. Or you're being tr- uncomfortable. Yeah, but you're trying this to do isn't, a scene and yeah. you're like, you can't stop laughing. It has nothing to do with the scene. And you're like, I have to be professional. 
And in those instances, you just have to suck it up and power through. In this instance, you can have, you know what? We're still having a really hard time coming off this last bit we did earlier. That's so funny. We did not time this well. We should not be talking about this here. We're going to we're gonna address this tomorrow. Like, this is not fair. This is not what this, like, this is not what any of these women deserve. That's all you have to say. And these aren't our thoughts when no. it clearly is. And like, you can't then just be like, oh, don't read into it. It's not that deep. Like you had to like context. I'm like, I don't want context. And it just makes me mad. He did a second apology video, which I really, really, really fucking hope that he takes the initiative to pursue looking into it further because like that is his responsibility. And like, I think it's really at this point when you are harming other people and you've done it before, you need to take responsibility. You're an adult. Mm -hmm. He has Tourette's. And one of the things that he, his wife brought up to him, and I guess he said that she's brought up to him repeatedly over the years is like, why do you do this? Like, why do you say these things and seem to have no filter in this sense and not that? And she asked him, she's like, do you think it's a Tourette's thing? And he's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, that's a cop out. That's an excuse. I'm just an asshole. And so now that this has happened over and over again, and he's like, I don't know why I do this. Maybe I should look into it. Please look into it. Like, yes, at this point, deciding that you would rather be an asshole and kind of double down in that without controlling it. If it's something that you can't control with the tools that you currently have, why do you want that to just be that you're an asshole? Like, yeah, this makes me so uncomfortable. At this point, it is all of our own responsibility to learn more about our mental health because our mental health and our disabilities, our behavior affects other people. And not wanting to attribute potentially a lack of impulse control, which ADHD has an impulse control. Like that's something like I interrupt people and I don't like when I do it. Like I feel really bad. I apologize afterwards. But like, I don't think that that's a part of my personality, nor do I think it's an excuse. Or if it's a part of my, if it's a part of my brain and how it was developed before I was born and how I am, then it's like, okay, well, so then how can I make this in a way that like I, I'm okay with myself and mm -hmm. I feel better about it and I mitigate what I can and I can work on positively like coping mechanisms to like help myself through these things. And then how can I also then not beat myself up afterwards if I fit? Like, how can I make a system to support me through this so then I can support other fucking people? Mm -hmm. Always, I will always say, men with platforms are never the voice for women. They're never going to be the leading voice in women's empowerment. They're never going to be the leading voice in the patriarchy and advocating to protect women from men. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop centering these, like, these are the good men. These are the feminist men. Stop. Center women, center people who are not making their entire career about their male experience in life and then suddenly trying to win bonus points for being like, I'm one of the good guys. Right. And I just hate it. If this is something that is related to his threats and like this is something that's like really keeping him up at night, I'm sure that this is really hard for him because he has said a lot of really fucked up shit over the years. So that's a lot to unpack. Right. Fuck AI porn. And I'm so excited for the absolute evisceration of the people who created it, shared it. Mm -hmm. Agree. As y'all know, I'm a porn watcher and the ads come she, up all the time. All the time. Yeah. Anyways, 
that is it for our episode. If you would like to write in for an upcoming episode, you can send us a message at buttamywrongpod at gmail.com and stay tuned for tomorrow's episode to hear the results from last week uh-huh. and go vote so you can participate and be a part of our sample size and you'll see the results from today's episode. Sample size. You haven't said that before. I have not. Good job. Thank you. Words. Goodbye. We'll circle back. Oh, shit. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.